And we back once again. What's going on, everybody? It's your man Mel. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Uh, hopefully, I'm gonna start doing this with these clips, making a couple episodes per week. But man, without further ado, let's uh, let's get into it, man. Again, like I normally do, I just hope that this episode finds you all in good health, good spirits. Everything is uh. All right, positivity, I wish it upon your way. And let's keep it pushing. So, everybody, oh, man. It seems like a lot has been going on. Today is, we won't say it's draft eve, but tonight's the night of the draft. And so a lot of young men's lives are going to be changed today. Uh, congratulations to all the families and even the people whose names haven't been called. Please don't even worry about it because that's not the end of your journey. You can still make it, Okay. So uh, if you do hear and do listen to this, I'm going to let you know it is not over, even if your name isn't called. But let's get into the rumor mill and what's going on as of recently. I think uh, I may have touched on lightly and Rogers is back. Um, so for all my people who are cheeseheads, I know they're, they're happy with that one. Um, pretty much people knew, I guess that was the card they knew that was going to get played. I think Aaron had somewhere like three years left in the deal. So the team's no way the team was going to let him uh, at least walk away from that. But the conclusion is a, is a great one in Aaron's favor. Uh, be honest, the only way I see this working out in the team's favor is let's just say they win it all because uh, it ain't going to do nothing with the moves. It's too late. There's any players he would have liked to have had or had, they're pretty much gone by now. But um, and I think Aaron pretty much wants to go to someplace warm. It's probably, it's time for a change of scenery. The bad thing is that it could have been avoided had they just really just you know invested in him and listened to him. But you know if you've been doing business a certain way for so long, you yeah, and I agree with people too. Yeah, I mean that's just the machine, but. You can't just discard your generational talent like that. And Aaron Rodgers was a once-in-a-lifetime guy, okay? Again, he was followed. He followed another once-in-a-lifetime guy. But, you know, it, this isn't lightning in the bottle that you guys just captured. So, but uh, that's the system that's there. Um, so, hopefully that does work out. But I, I, to me, my honest opinion, I, I see Aaron Rodgers in Vegas. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, he's a Southern California kid. I don't, I don't see, and I know I spoke about it last time. I don't see him going to San Fran because of the moves that they made, but I do see, I do see him in Raiders. And again, that's me being a Raiders fan also, but that's just me seeing that happen. Um, so, uh, we'll jump into, I meant to jump into, which is this NBA talk, which is dominated, um, so far in my pod. I'm sorry about that, y'all. I like to cover mostly sports, but NBA is something that I've been uh, closely affiliated with. So, yes, uh, packages are being proposed. Some last-minute moves are just about being um, considered. I did hear, what was the last one I heard? Um, wasn't it the Grizzlies trade? I don't know if I spoke about that last, but that's pretty much um that's pretty much going to happen. That's almost a done deal. I think uh the way it works now is that um 
teams don't just give the players outright or the picks outright to the teams. They just pick for them, and then they trade them after it goes through, after the trade goes through. So they'll, like, consult and say, okay, we got this deal in place in principle, so who do you want at this pick? We'll pick them, and then, you know, when they trade, all of them goes over. So that's how it works now. But, yeah, the Grizzlies are swapping with the Pelicans. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I like this trade for the Grizzlies. Um, you're putting Ja with another, with a dog. Eric Bledsoe is a dog. I mean, people may feel the way they feel about EB, but EB is over-athletic. Like, this dude, they don't call him mini LeBron because <laughs> it's a name you throw around. Like, he is just, he's just strong. He's just, again, he's He's, he's built to take punishment pause. Like, he's just there, you know? Uh, and he got heart, and that's what you want. You want a guy who can pick up, who can do so. The issue has always been EB hasn't been with somebody, another guard on that wing that had the same intensity. Now, when they did have the pairing with him and Drew in New Orleans, it just wasn't just wasn't long enough, you know? Like, it wasn't the time frame, excuse me. It wasn't... wasn't wasn't it was a long enough time to put them together to do so. But yeah, man. Two smallish guards. But if you got him and Ja, they yeah, man, this a that's a that's a recipe for something, you know? And then uh you get Steve O, who I'm a big fan of Steve O, man. I like Steven Adams. I do, I do, I do, I do. Um, even when he was because his teammate, I like Steve. Because he played he, he he's you can tell the great thing about one, he's super athletic. I know a lot of people are sleeping on it, only for the fact that a man decides the way he moves, it moves around the court. He runs, he blocks shots, you know, he defends, he rebounds. He does everything you want your big man to do. The only thing Steve-O doesn't do is score. But again, what do you expect from a guy who learned the game really late? But if uh, I think my man O working with him, if he can get Steve-O to get like a jump hook with either hand or even just ran right hand dominant. Get him to get a knife because he got a he got a soft little touch. But if he can get that consistent, Steve will be a good weapon. Cause um, it's nice to have a seven footer that can knock down a jump shot. It is. But what's even better is to have a seven footer that protects that rim. Okay. And if if you ask me, I'd rather have somebody you know who you can't score on rather than have somebody who can't score. Because we'll just be going back and forth. But you got somebody you can't score on then. You know, we can we can win some more games. Defense wins championships, all right? Ball games, I know you heard this in football, but I'll be honest with you, it's damn near universal in all sports, even baseball. All right, speaking of baseball, how about my Mets? I see you guys. Um, I hear they were trying to be active on the trade market. Uh, looking for some, also the Yankees. The Yankees are looking for a left-handed bat, and uh, I think they had a, not something in place looking at Trevor's story now. Again, it's the Yankees, okay? They always get the big names. It's hard not to, as a New Yorker, not to be a fan of the Yankees because they do so. Um, I, under, I understand Cashman's hesitancy. Um, I just made up a word. But in the fact that this is a killer squad that's not winning, you don't understand it. Like, you don't know what it is. But we've had two years of... It's uncertainty, which is crazy. And you don't know what it is that's attributing to it. I mean, you've had in the past 10 years, you got, you know, two of the two of the craziest power hitters 
And it doesn't seem like they can be consistently in a lineup. And not only that, it doesn't seem like the bats are awake. And then you're getting all these position players that are coming in who are studs, but nothing is happening. So it's 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 a strange, strange thing that's going on in New York. We don't know if it's the reverse of a fortune. We don't know. And the last thing you want to do is to have the winning hand and then to fold it, you know? Or turn it in too early, and you're like, damn it, you could have took the pot. So, yeah, man, uh, the Yankees are going through it. Um, but not so much so as the guys from Queens. Uh, the Mets have always, always, always phenomenally uh, drafted and picked good pitching, always has. Um, and that's been the key to the league. It's always been if you can get good arms, good aces, eventually it, it does win out. Um, the Mets' problem has been bats. They've never had anybody can hit. I don't know what it is in New York, I guess. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody hitting. But the Mets' issue has been that. But not enough so to, to prevent them from doing well. I think they're in first place in the East. They're over the Braves. Um, in the series, I think they split it so far. But, yeah, I'm a huge um, – I'm a New York fan. I hate to sound like, uh, like one of those guys. <laughs> but uh, I'm a New York supporter. Um, but yeah, we root, we root for our teams here. So, but I do see it. Hopefully, um, they make it happen, man. I think I I think they can ride it out. Uh, I don't know what moves they're gonna make. Cause the deadline, I think, is this week. But we'll see uh, what they may bring in or if they stay intact. All right. Uh, to jump back into the rumor mill. So now, um. I don't know what what issues they they got going. I hear uh, the Knicks are considering a move. At least they jump up into the lottery. Uh, the bad problem is, well, their, their chance to get to the lottery was uh, New Orleans, and it looks like New Orleans got that deal with the Pelicans, so that's done. Um, the Knicks got four really good position picks. So it's kind of hard to um, go around and give up because they know four picks. They got, I think it's 17, 19, I want to say like 32 and either 40 or 32 and uh, 35. But it's close. It's like, it's you know, repeatedly. Um, like I said, this draft is good. I'm not going to say it's deep, but it's a good draft. There's talent. Um, the superstars are early, but you can you can definitely get, there's some players in this draft, okay? And now how long they may stay, I don't know, but there are some players in this draft. This is good. This is a good young draft. So, at least with the guys that are coming out, um, you won't be disappointed with the stats you may pick. You may actually get somebody who may work out and be, um, and be a beast. So, but we do see that, uh, that shift and that change possibly happening. Uh, so what else going on in that? Um, oh, that's what it was. It was the Lakers. Hey, hey! I almost forget about that deal that's going. That's almost going down. So the Lakers have uh, pretty much a proposition on the board. Um, from what it looks like, I think that Laker deal, if I'm correct, it was their 22nd pick. Um, it was Kuzma. It was either Trez 
Uh, Drummond. I think Trez may have been thrown in there. Um, if I'm correct, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of wishy-washy on that. I know Trez had a two-year deal, but Trez had to opt in. That was a good thing about why uh, he wasn't he wasn't floated. But Kuz was definitely offered, and it was for. Okay, let me just gonna come to me right now. Pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. Hmm. Okay, and it was for Buddy Hilled. Now, I don't know how I feel about this one. Um, because, to be quite honest with you, they wasn't offering up enough. Uh, they were going to Sacramento, and I think they were trying to get Buddy... I think they were going to give up the 22nd, Kuz, and Trez for just Buddy. And, again, I like Buddy Hill. Buddy's a shooter. I met Buddy. Buddy's a great dude, too. Uh, let me let me say that first. And his family, good family. I, a great man. I would, I would do his draft. <laughs> but that's a hard sell. Um, again, we do need shooting desperately. And I think there was a thought in KCP. We do need shooting desperately. I don't know what happened. Um, KCP redeemed himself. Now I don't know if he redeemed himself with a 20 mil, but he was able to keep part of the champ, excuse me, of the chip. So he did, he did redeem himself, but that's a hard sell, man, to say, oh, we're going to give up this much for this guy who pretty much is going to come off the bench. Um, the latest rumor again is also a three-way trade. They're thinking about San Antonio. That's really the trade that I heard the most about, the most relevance. But from what I'm hearing, the Sacramento thing is, is starting to grow some legs. And so that may kind of be where it's at tonight. Um, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on, though. So you'll definitely see it. There's going to be some shakeups. But from what, I, from what I'm hearing, the three-way trade would have been, or is, it could be, still be. Uh, it's going to be Lakers. It's going to be the Kings. It's going to be Spurs. What they're offering is Kuz, Trez, the 22nd pick, um, quite possibly Drummond. We don't know. We don't know. But um, And KCP, excuse me. And KCP was in that as well. Uh, what potentially may be coming back to the Lakers is Buddy, uh, DeMar. Okay. Um, the Spurs would get uh, Trez, I think Kuz would go to the Kings and they'd get the 22nd. Um, I forgot who the Spurs are going to be. I think it may be a draft pick. Um, and I think DeMar was probably like the only uh, player that was going to uh, leave San Antonio because I think DeMar may have like a year left. But a year or two, excuse me. But that was going to be the that was going to be the swap or the push out. Um, you got to love Pop. And I'll go back to the trade in a second because if you do right by Pop, Pop does right by you. Literally, he always does. Um, I know a lot of people who love Pop. And I'll just be like, I always wondered. I said, you know, I don't, I don't get it. Not because of Pop's stance on um, the state of this country. I love Pop for that. But um, just didn't understand. I didn't see it. I didn't see, like, how the attention that they have. But they, they love Pop. And I got some people that swear by him. So, but... From what I've seen, if you do right by Pop, Pop would definitely do right by you. And DeMar being the L.A. guy, 
Ellie Kid, you know, Pop could have just been like, hey, you know, it didn't work out. It is what it is. Let me get you, get rid of you to whatever. But DeMar's been a soldier, man. He came out, played, did everything Pop asked. And so it just wasn't successful. And again, it had nothing to do with DeMar, if you ask me. It's just the meshing of the styles of what uh, how Pop runs. Pop's not a... He's not a guard-oriented coach. His system isn't fit for that. Um, and you can tell by the USA troubles, which is what I was going to go into also. You can tell by the USA troubles because uh, Pop is an inside, working to the inside to kick it out now. He's always done that, you know? And even in the systems of the teams that we've had, we've won. And I'm speaking in USA basketball. We had dominant wings. So... The problem with this team is not that we don't have dominant wings. We have really good wings, but they're small. And Pop got to really go into, because there's no bigs. At least at the other ones, there was bigs. You had AD, you know, you had guys who were Pokes players traditionally that you can dump to, that you had an advantage over, you know, that these guys can get you, get you some money. But that's not going on this USA team. And so going back to the San Antonio system, Pop didn't have no bigs. You know, um, the Tim Duncan, David Robinson days were gone. So, and LaMarcus Aldridge really, and he was the last holder. But, you know, Pop went with him a lot. They were, they were hot and cold. So, but, you know, to fast forward back into it, you know, the star was DeMar. And with DeMar, DeMar is a two-point jump shot working. DeMar is a great, to me, he's a star. Okay, I'm not going to say he's not. I'm not even going to downplay my man like that. But DeMar works so much better a part of a system. Now, you can rely on DeMar because DeMar is going to get you money. Okay? He's a proven scorer in this league. He is going to get you money. You can rely on DeMar to do that. But to carry you for full 82, it's tough. He'll need need an additional score. And so, uh, but with that system, look like Pop is going to get him there. Um, Would have loved to see DeMar in a Knicks uniform. I can't lie, but I'll be... Just as excited to see him in a Laker uniform. You get it at LA, that's gonna be yeah, that's gonna be uh that's gonna be a dream for him, I know. Huge Kobe kid, you know, he loves it. Just like Paul, they all love him, so to be able to follow in the footsteps or at least play for the team, it's just uh, you know, it'd be like a dream. I'm I'm hearing about a Raptors reunion. I'm sorry to jump off that trade, but yeah, I'm hearing about a Raptors reunion because of Kyle's free. And so they're saying potentially a lineup of Kyle, a lineup of DeMar, a lineup of, uh, we'll say, uh, LeBron, AD, and, and, and believe it or not, believe it or not, <laughs> I see it, Dwight. <laughs> I see Dwight coming back, man. Dwight has done a one 80 as far as his reputation and I and clearing his name. Now, it may not be back to what it was, okay? We'll be completely honest. His name may not be back to what it was, but Dwight has done a lot to restore confidence and faith in him. Dwight is a good person, great player, hard worker. Again, the one thing I am glad to see that Dwight is doing is working on expanding his game. Um, I used to always say Dwight would come in phenomenal shape, but he would not touch a basketball. Or if he did, 
I don't know what these people were doing because they were not explaining or expanding his game. Again, I, I get the fact that you want your big man to turn and dunk and you want him to be, you know, in shape to run up and down. But the game of basketball is more than just that. They're different. If you lock me in the gym, I would always tell people, I will figure out a way to punt the basket. Well, leave the punt the ball in the basket. Because I'd be in there so much, I'd have to. You're paying me to do this. So I'd have to figure out a way to score. And for that man to be in the league as long as he has and hasn't had a go-to move, I was more not so, more upset at him, but also upset at the people that was around him because nobody was talking basketball. You can see it. Nobody was putting basketball in it. So now it looks like Dwight has embraced it. I've seen some videos. I've seen um, some clips of him shooting, which is uh, which quiet has kept most big men or most people being there, you know, being in the gym for some time. It got a good form, so a shot doesn't seem too hard. It's not hard for him to pick up because of the form that he has. Um, he'd be able to knock something down. So looking at it, looks like Dwight, um, again, has been working on this game. But, yeah, wants to come back. And I I definitely believe he was a Laker for about, you know, maybe two or three hours <laughs> to Rob Polinka. Uh did a Rob Polinka, and then Dwight took the next best deal, which was uh, Philly, which was at the 25th hour. Really, um, Dwight's name is almost as good where, you know, it's kind of hard-pressed with any team that wouldn't have him, where last year it was, you know, was slim pickings. So the Philly experiment definitely worked, definitely worked in his favor. He's he's going to leave a winner from that, but it definitely worked in his favor if he goes um if he comes back. And I was telling another homeboy of mine who was working out with Dwight, I was saying that uh, if he uh, he consistently has this jump shot, Dwight can put about another four or five years on this clock, you know, and extend and be out there for a little bit longer, man. He can and shift to the four, which is more naturally his position, you know. Dwight's not a seven-footer, but uh, with a four, he can definitely do so. But yeah, man, um, yeah, that'd be great for Dwight to come back. But that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing the reunion is the, the Little Raptors reunion. So you're going to have um, DeMar. You're also going to have Kyle and bring Dwight in, you know, as a free agent. It's a, it's a great look to me. I kind of like that. I, I like the idea of that team um, with Ron and going all in. Uh, hopefully keeping tries, you know, if not keeping tries. Uh, well, I would say that because they're thinking about. Um, Dre, and I like Andre Drummond, too, but I don't know what it is about Dre and his fit, you know? And they were talking about how he wanted to play more, anything else like that, but I'm like, Dre, you going to play more than what, rebound? Like, you know? What you were doing at, like, 10 a game. Uh, again, I don't want to sneeze on that, you know? Um, but again, this dude was a phenomenal, almost rebounding that 20th clip. And, you know, to grab 10 a game, it's kind of pedestrian, but again, some people are gonna say, "Look at the minutes," and he was driving ten the game, and I hear that. I hear that. I won't, I won't knock him for that, but I do believe Trey. Um, can he perform better? I do believe that. Uh, now, what what he may need to do so that I don't know, but I do believe Trey can uh, perform better. But yeah, man, that's the that's the rumors with the Lakers. That's a great thing. Um, the Ben Simmons thing, like I touched on the other day. Uh, because the other alternative was that Kyle Lowry may go to Philly. Philly kid went to Villanova. I mean, he always speaks Philly. 
no matter what you do. If you if you have the pleasure of meeting a known Kyle, Kyle totes Philly. Okay, um, he's not a cheesesteak guy, but he's a Philly guy. So, but uh, the chance for Kyle to go home is is there. I mean, he can end this chapter the way he wants. And they're a team that's right there too. So it's not like he's coming there and he's just you know it's a charity case or it's just goodwill. Uh, but they they're going to go there and they're going to win. Uh, the thing is that if he does go, you can almost, I think almost, you can certainly say, you know what? It's been nice knowing you, Ben. <laughs> but I ain't our boys. So, because I don't see Ben uh, coming back, and that's their chance to use the insurance of getting and plugging Ben in and moving Ben to, uh, moving Ben to kind of fill out the rest of that team. But, yeah, man, that'd be a good look. That's a dream. So, Kyle Lowry is looking like the princess at the ball. Everybody is looking to try to get a dance with him, you know. Obviously, you got the Knicks that's been after him for some time, but they didn't pull the trigger on that trade. The Lakers didn't either. So he's, I won't say he's the Lakers' backup plan, but I know there are, they are anticipating it, looking at it like, okay, we, we at least have that. I get they're looking at Kyle like it's, the, it's in our back pocket. No. That's a bad way to look at it with any NBA player, but in knowing or in hopes or anything that you see, you know, uh, the alternatives that you have is going on. Now, again, they I still believe that CP3 is the prize, and I still see, I do see Chris opting out. Um, like, most people say the money is the king, and you you don't turn down forty million dollars. You just don't, you know. Um, I don't know how. That's a hard thing to walk away from. But you don't turn down forty million dollars, and especially you get forty million one year. So, but the problem is Chris ain't getting no younger. Who knows what's gonna happen next year? And he may ride out, but that forty million is also gonna show that some people in that Phoenix team ain't coming back. And their death was a key. So it's kind of hard to see what they're going to do there. So they're thinking that Chris Paul may opt out uh, to resign. He may opt out, you know, to find another deal. Um, the swan song is, was the, oh, I forgot the, 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 the secret that we all know. Um, uh, Melo is going to join the Lakers. So we definitely, we definitely know and see that. But, the swan song about having at least having three of the banana boat uh, guys to come out, at least have Melo, uh, Chris Paul, and Braun all on the same team would be a dream. Again, CP holds the card to that, you know, and it, it'd be an outcome. I I personally see it. I will say this, though. I know it's going to sound a little disheartening. Uh, the Phoenix reception kind of disappointed me. Um, meaning that when they flew back in and they came home and there was nobody there to greet them, that kind of, kind of set it off, you know? Um, cause I can tell, yes, they were disappointed, but to not greet these guys to do so, it, it's kind of, it kind of puts you, or at least as a player to say, mm, you know, do we really have something here? Because the fans are the unofficial six man, at least on the court. And when they can rally, I mean, the team could be be great talent wise. But when the fans is on your back, it does it does do so. And even the great players, they do hear it, they feel it. 
They uh they may not admit it, but they do. They do hear it and they do feel it. So that was uh that was a little disappointment to me when I when I saw that. But um not to harp on it, you know, Chris Paul got a decision. I, I, I like where the Lakers are sitting at because there's a lot of options at play. So if the wish list was uh we'll say Chris Paul one, we'll say Kyle Lowry two and then number three, we'll say Rondo. I do believe uh, Rondo is in play. I don't know if Rondo's deal is um, two years. I know he signed it. Cause I don't know if LA is going to re-sign or bring Rondo back. I'll let him go. But uh, I think Rondo is in play. Um, and then the saga of Ben Simmons. They're like, Philly is asking for an astronomical price. And I get it. I would too. I would too. Ben is really, really, really fucking good. But you can't just let that, you can't just let them go. But you also got to realize what they're asking for, they may not get. They may have to do uh, a Celtics Jedi mind trick on people to actually get the value for Ben that they may want. Meaning, like, they may have to go, look, just give us, you know, a buttload of picks. We'll take, like, one or two players who are good now. But to try to get a superstar and, you know, doing all this, it's just. Not too many people got stars that they can swap, you know, especially especially for Ben. It's just it's just not gonna happen. It's not an abundance where it's just laying around and say, Okay, we're gonna give you that. Cause they're not just asking for like a superstar. They're asking pretty much what they're asking for. It's the team that's gonna get them over the edge. Like you getting you getting Ben's replacement and then something. <laughs> so yeah, the Philly price is a bit high, but again it's justifiable. Uh, the problem is that you can't ask for something that high and knowing that it ain't going to happen and not have a plan in place to work out where, you know, Ben comes back and then, you know, it's there. So that's the that's the problem with having such that high, high of an asset price if what you're doing is not trying to mend or repair that relationship. Because it doesn't seem, it seems like Rich has been in contact with them as well, trying to find out what's going to happen. So... That's that saga. But guess what? It all unfolds tonight. Um, in a couple of hours, uh, we'll be able to stay tuned. I'm going to have my popcorn ready. We're going to see where they go. Um, early predictions right now. I, I do like Cade. I do think Cade can be, but quiet as kept. Um, I know I'm going to jump out on the limb. This is not going to be a popular uh, prediction, but I think Jalen Green could be my dark horse for rookie of the year. Um, he is electric, man. Every time you see me, super quick, fast. I can see it. Uh, a little bit on the smaller size, and that's 6'3", 6'4", like 180, 190-ish, you know? But the way the game is played now, you can't touch each other anyway, so um, it's not like it's a really a big deal, you know? But he is electric. He's cat quick, and he has hops. I was just looking at some of his G League highlights, and I was like, man, listen, if you do this in the league, this man's going to sell out arenas and jerseys. So, but um, he is my dark horse for the rookie of the year. My unknown sleeper goes to the kid who is the Turkish League MVP. I'm not going to butcher his name. I think it's a, a Seguin or something like that. That kid has game. I do see him going to the Spurs. Um, he is going to be lottery. Um, just guaranteeing that. I'm telling you that right now. But he is a seven-footer who can pass, 
run the court and can score. He is good. I'm not going to say he's the real deal. He's not. He is good. Okay. But he is my other dark horse uh, who actually may do some things. I do see that young man um, getting busy. And he's 19, which is crazy. Um, but, yeah, he's good, man. He's good. Having that, having that seven-footer. Evan Mobley, too. Um, but it's what Cleveland does around Evan because Evan, Evan may have a good uh, good rookie year, too. But the kid, in San, the kid I see him going to San Antonio, Turkey's League, he's, he's, my, he's my dog, dark horse. But I do see Jalen Green if uh, it works out the way I think it's going to work out. He's going to have a good year. Um, Eric Gordon may be moved. Look for that to happen as well. Uh, don't really see too much little free agents thing. Uh, little rumblings. I'm hearing uh, Derrick Rose homecoming is in the works. Um, still didn't resolve the Kimber, the Kimber Walker matter. Okay, so remember, um, Kimber still in OKC, and according to what I hear around it, it's quite possible they may move Kimber. So the Knicks are going to be active. Okay, that is going to happen. It's there. Um, if the Knicks get Kimba, which is a possibility, as much as I hate to say it, I don't see Poole coming back. I do love Derrick Rose. And uh, bringing up Derrick Rose talk, I'm, I'm hearing he's interested in going back to Chicago. So, uh, there you have it. Um, it's just, this is going to be a great night tonight. Tonight is the night. So, just wanted to hit you with a quick quick little fifth NBA talk. Um, Team USA bounced back. Uh, they blew out Iran. Uh, they should, if they continue to play the way that they're playing, they should, they should die. I have no problem. Um, it looked like the one gap that I saw Pop had, Dave and Drew at the same time, which is tough because if they get tired, the people you have aren't ball handlers after that. So, um, But I kind of understand, man. You got to get these wins by any means necessary. And one loss uh, when you fall behind A-hole, excuse me, A-ball, you got to pick it up. So, but, yeah, that's what they're going to do. But um, I do see Team USA playing really well. And um, I'm speaking on my guy before I go. Luca, man, listen, I I want to say the Clippers. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it went back to the bubble. But I don't know what you guys have done. But listen and listen to me good. If you are not a fan. Of Mr. Luka Doncic. I don't know if you like NBA basketball. I don't know if you like basketball in general. But Luka is putting on a show. These no-look passes, these crossovers, Luka is out there balling. And the crazy thing is he's doing it at his pace. It's amazing to watch. Um, I just saw the other day he, he he hit, uh, who were they playing? Japan. He, he threw this no-look dime that faked everybody in the stands out, even the cameraman. <laughs> and you know you can tell it was a good pass because when he threw it, <laughs> he just walked. Like, it didn't run, didn't jive. It just, because everybody was playing him. And he threw this no-look dime to the guy wide open, and he just walked back. Like, all right. Because <laughs> the guy had, like, three or four seconds to shoot the jump shot, and he made it. Yeah, Luca is really, 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 really good. They have unlocked uh, Luca, and I think maybe the 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 Clippers calling a white boy <laughs> going at him kind of helped because Kawhi is kept. They needed Kawhi to get past that because he was cooking Paul George and Pat Beverly. <laughs> he was cooking them. 
So, yeah, Luca. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan, man. Uh, I'm a big fan, and he got my man JK with him now too. And JK is only gonna show him just the stuff that uh that Luca needed to know that you can't that you can't teach. That only can come from another experienced guard. And so, once he passed that on to Luca, it's a uh, yes, yeah, rock, man. So. All right, guys, I'm going to let you go. Uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, I do appreciate you so much. Uh, please stay safe. Um, wear your mask, man. Wear your mask, wear your mask, wear your mask. Uh, this new variant is deadly. It's dangerous. Um, I'm not going to say that you need to do X, Y, and Z, but please, I mean, that's the only thing I will say is wear your mask. Or at least be careful or cautious of what circles and surroundings you're in. Because, man, this is uh, it's scary. You know, I've lost too many family members for me to even play with it. Like, literally, I'm, you know, I hate to even bring that into this. But, yeah, man, it's um, it's definitely not a game. It's, it's too real for me to to try to put any conspiracies or anything else like that. I can't even play that. I've, I've lost I've lost way too much. So and um, I would not I would not want anybody, you know, to go through at least a tenth of what I went through. So. All right, but again, um, love you guys. Until next time, please stay safe. You have a great one, all right? And uh, I'll talk to you guys then, all right?